Hello and welcome to the Way of Oneness podcast, a monthly podcast that shares Dharma glimpses and Buddhist teachings from Christopher Kakuyo Sensei, a breakdown lay minister and the Sensei of the Independent Utah Buddhist Fellowships. Kakuyo Sensei shares the goal of his teachers, Gyome and Koyo Kubose Senseis, in sharing a unique form of American Buddhism called the Way of Oneness. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome everyone to this podcast episode. Today's podcast is a talk that was given at the Salt Lake Buddhist Fellowship um, a few, almost almost a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago. And the title for this Dharma talk, it comes from a Rumi poem. And it's the, a paradox within the Rumi uh, poem that I thought would make a good uh, Dharma talk. Uh, the title is "The Darkness Is Your Candle," and I and I just love the paradoxical image of darkness being a candle. Um, and I started to think about it a little bit, and I thought, what does a candle do? What is the function of a candle? And it's to guide guide you on your way in the darkness. And then they thought, well, darkness can also be a guide and a teacher. Um, so I started to kind of look for um, some ways in which darkness can be your candle. I found some great teaching from from my mentor, uh, Koyo Kabose-sensei, uh, from his book, um, Bright Dawn, which I'll be sharing with you today, and some other great resources. Um and I want to share with you their insights because um, I think there's some really profound insights from different teachers that I want to share and then just some of my own observations. So I want to go ahead and start today's podcast with, with a poem. And um, this, this comes from Mary Oliver. Quote, Someone I loved once gave me a box full of darkness. It took me years to understand that this too was a gift. End quote. An- another kind of seeming paradox, uh, darkness and gift. Um, but then I want to think about it, and I want you to think about it just for a few, a few moments. How can a box of darkness be a gift, or, or how has a box of darkness been a gift in your life? Okay. So, as I, as I said before, um, there is a great chapter in uh, Koyo Kabose Sensei's book, Bright Dawn, titled Darkness. And in this chapter of his book, he teaches us that every spiritual journey starts in the darkness. And he goes on to share a Buddha story about a small worm and a bamboo stalk. And, and I want to share that with you today. Okay. So here's the story. In a forest of bamboo, there's one tall stalk of bamboo, 50 foot tall, swaying slightly in the breeze. And this is our stalk. And inside this stalk is a small worm trapped inside. The worm does not know how she got there, but she wants out and instinctively knows that up is the way out. So she starts crawling. And as she crawls, she encounters a barrier a joint in the bamboo stalk. So she slowly and deliberately eats her way through and continues to climb upwards. There seems to be no other way to freedom than to continue climbing upwards and eating, eating, and eating. 
And it's through how many joints she needs to go, and she has no idea. So, as strong and determined as the worm is, the bamboo stalk is really tall, and there's still a long way to go. All she knows is that she wants out, and she's been doing this for days. And finally, she stops. Now, I want to leave the story there for a second, and I want to ask you a question. Have you ever done that? Have you ever tried to escape some personal darkness through sheer effort? Or have you tried to come up with all the reasons that you ended up where you are, and there had to be a reason, and if you could just figure it all out, everything would be right in the world? As if life were simply some problem to solve, a simple formula. As if life were logical, as if the darkness itself were the problem. Now, being stuck in this existential darkness, as one Roshi, Roshi put it, we want to reduce reality into a concept, reduce life to a logical idea. He goes on to say, reality is not logical. Truth is not rational. Only our minds are. Reality is when we get past the conceptual and engage life as it really is. End quote. So let's get back to our story. Okay, so our worm is resting in the dark. And in the stillness, she notices a small, tiny light coming through a small crack in the side of the stalk, her way back outside. Our worm sees the way to freedom, literally sees the light, only when she ceases effort and sits in the dark rests in the dark, is not actively trying to escape it. I found this quote from Colin Moore, quote, the darker it gets, the more brightly the light shines, end quote. But even this brightly shining light can go unnoticed if we're frantically trying to escape the darkness instead of learning and growing within it. We all have a tendency to avoid the dark. For some of us, even as adults, we are afraid of the dark. Not the dark that can be tamed by electronic illumination, but the wild and unknown parts of ourselves. That darkness. Working on this talk, I came across a wonderful essay by Reverend Kinray Basis, a Buddhist monk at the Berkeley Buddhist Priory. In his essay, he talks about the challenges we face in spiritual practice when we spend too much time talking about the light, talking about love and compassion, and forget the dark as a teacher. Let me paraphrase and quote some of it. He goes on to say, quote, Everything is wonderful. Everything is love. I love everyone. Yet this would be self-deception unless we're willing to see the boundless light and compassion in the darkness as well, end quote. Carl Gustav Jung, the psychotherapist, taught something similar when he wrote, quote, one does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious, end quote. Buddhism teaches that it is by facing and dealing with the darkness that we can fully realize that there is nothing to fear within life and death. A path which has us avoid the darkness is a path which can never bring us to true freedom 
and full knowledge of our immaculate Buddha nature. The key to our practice is to see both the darkness and the light, and to understand that one does not stand against the other. They're both our teachers. Like the small worm, we bring our whole selves out into the light. Young goes on to say, how can I be substantial if I do not cast a shadow? I must have a dark side also if I am to be whole. End quote. Koyokubose sensei goes on to say that, quote, realizing the darkness within oneself is the beginning of one's own enlightenment, end quote. But we're so afraid to do this. As Jung wrote, quote, people will do anything, no matter how absurd, in order to avoid facing their own souls, end quote. And Koyokubose sensei goes on to say, Quote, it's not so much we hide these qualities from others, but we're not fully aware of them ourselves. Spirituality requires a prerequisite of introspection. We need to look carefully and honestly and examine our own basic ignorance that creates anger and other aspects of ourselves so that we really see clearly. Looking within is the key. The journey begins in the darkness of ourselves. And again, Reverend Kinray Basis, quote, Most people do not know themselves and are afraid of the darkness they may find if they look into the depths of their own heart. What you reject within yourself, you will not want to see within another. And what you cannot love within yourself will be almost impossible to love in another. The misery within ourselves and the world is part of the whole, and we can never see the truth if we're not willing to see every part of it. The gateway to seeing the Buddha is through seeing and accepting the endless varied forms of our inner and outer worlds. End quote. So, seeing and accepting ourselves as we are is the beginning of our journey born in darkness. Here's a different perspective of the Buddha's awakening. So we have a tendency to think of awakening and light. And I really like this. And this comes from Patti Nakai of the Chicago Buddhist Temple. And uh, she teaches, quote, It became a tradition in East Asian Buddhism to define Siddhartha's awakening, not by the dispelling of his previous ignorance, but by the direct confrontation with what was not bright, mumyo, deep within himself, the visceral realization of his ability to inflict pain on others. Prince Siddhartha became the awakened Buddha when he saw his own avidya, his own dark heart and mind, mumyo, rather than merely his ignorance. End quote. So from this, we learn that even the Buddha descended into the darkness of his own mind. Again, reverend basis. When we show reverence, gratitude, and compassion to all things, including those we dislike, we are bridging the opposites and treating everything as part of the body of the Buddha. It is not enough to say that the boundless light exists. We must treat the darkness as if we are experiencing the boundless light within it, and then the opposites can become one. End quote. Most people want to experience 
the Buddha nature without making this effort. But it is precisely this willingness that clears our vision so that we can experience the ever-present radiance of the boundless. All of what I've shared today is a call to change our relationship with the darkness in our lives. Our small ego self tells us that the darkness is filled with monsters to keep us under its spell. It is not until we courageously walk out into the dark that we see all of the monsters are not real, but just a story to keep us bound. It is incomprehensible for the small ego self that seeks pleasure and runs away from the painful to understand what Rumi the poet teaches when he writes, quote, what hurts you, blesses you. Darkness is your candle, end quote. Slowing down, being still, deeply listening. Because not only when we can see the light, but when we can also hear the light of great compassion and freedom, and when we can hear it in the heart of our own darkness, the womb of our wildest and most authentic self, our most earthly selves, this is where the call and response of Namo Amida Butsu, Namo Amida Butsu, takes place. I want to leave you with a wonderful quote and metaphor from Soga Ryojin Sensei speaking about our, our, our practice. Quote, It is like the branches of a tree. While these branches stretch single-mindedly towards the sky, their roots are intent on going deep towards the center of the earth. Thus, the fact the roots of a plant enter into darkness in search of a sure foothold, while the branches reach up to the sky in their yearning for light, is a great example of our spiritual practice. End quote. So I'd like to leave you with that. And I would like you to, to look at the darkness as a teacher. And may we go in both directions, um, entering into the the deep earth of our own centers while reaching for the light of awakening. Thank you for spending your time with me. And this is Christopher Kakuyo Sensei saying, may it be so. And Namo Amida Butsu. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. To read more of Kakuyo Sensei's thoughts, you can go to wayofoneness.org. Or to learn more about the Utah Buddhist Fellowships, please go to utahbuddhistfellowship.org. Until next time.